Nat 1 contains language not suitable for minors or the faint of heart. Topics discussed reflect the views of Nat 1 Studio, so please consult a physician if seizures, heart failure, or priapism occur. Nat 1 Studio does not claim liability for any damaged property, hearts, minds, or souls as a result of what is aired. Please take all comments with a grain of salt. These guys have no idea what they're talking about. Enjoy! What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 6 of the Nat1 Podcast, a geek and gamer podcast where we talk about everything from movies and music to video games and whatever the hell else we want. I am your wonderful, beautiful host, Jester, and to my left, I got your man failed. You're really reaching right there, aren't you? I'm trying my best here. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> um, today we're talking about protagonists. So uh, this is just going to be basically any protagonist that we want to talk about. I know Halloween's coming up, but... Spooby. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, too, too spooky for me. Um, I, I Actually, before we get this episode started, there was something that I wanted to do. What? If you don't mind. Um, I might mind. You springing well, shit on me? You said that you like the Walking Dead Telltale games. Yeah, they were alright. This is going to be old news to our listeners by now, but uh, they recently went out of business. Telltale yeah. went out of business, and uh, I just wanted to have a quick moment of silence for them. Okay, do you want me to do a, a fake mouth trumpet? Uh, no. I, I, okay. Sometimes I just want to hit you. We'll do a moment of silence. And silence is over. Okay. That was a good moment. Yeah, it was. I felt it. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, yeah, protagonists. They're uh, basically the main characters of any TV shows, movies, the heroes. Games, comic books. You're saying TV shows and movies, I'm saying games and comic books. Why yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, I, I guess you're the protagonist in board games, too, so... Yeah, you're the protagonist in board games. Yeah, actually... Well, it depends on what board game you're playing. If we're talking about Betrayal at House on the Hill and you're Madame Zostra, then... Uh, I, I'm always, uh... Peter Akimoto. Who's that doctor that that kid? Doctor Rein or no, that one's Doctor Longfellow, and then you have Professor Reinhardt. Yeah. Which one's or the Father one? Reinhardt? Which Father Reinhardt? That's the one that we always have follow the kid around. Yeah. No, I was I was having him follow you around. Yeah, I know. And, and then I actually attacked you and killed you. That yeah. Was hilarious. And we actually allowed it. It's not actually part of the game, but House Rules. Yeah, I love House Rules. Um, or there's uh, we'll save that for another episode. It's See, a it's a D and D story. We're always saving things for another episode. Well, I, I have this D and D story planned, it's just or this D and D episode planned. So we're really amping that shit up. I know we are. It's gonna be terrible too. It's, I know it's gonna come out. And it's just gonna be a normal fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, we're still losing our minds a little bit over last week's episode. If you guys heard it, um, that that's why you're getting this kind of new attitude from us. We're still riding the high of that. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's seriously pretty intoxicating. That's a good word for it, yeah. Yeah, I use a lot of good words. No, I mean, that's a proper word to explain the feeling that I have right now. It's like four beers deep. You don't drink beer. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, protagonist. Um, let, let's start out with, uh, okay, so you got your, uh, your iconic protagonist. These aren't necessarily protagonists that I like. I mean, I just want to get them out of the way because people are going to be like, oh, you forgot this or that. Yeah, Superman, Batman, superheroes yeah. in general. Yeah, then really... like in video games, there's like Mario, Link, Samus, and these heroes, they're Have like... Have you seen that post that um, it's a picture of Link standing there and it says, but what if Zelda was a girl? 
Oh yeah, I I hate those Zelda girl memes because I I do love Zelda. It's yeah. just Link not a good protagonist. Mario not a good protagonist. They're they're iconic because they've been around since pretty much the beginning of video. They're games. iconic because their shit's great. Yeah, it is, but they've been around since the beginning of video games, and I don't know if we're gonna talk about around since the beginning of video games. We got to talk about Centipede as a protagonist centipede wasn't the protagonist you're killing centipedes whatever i mean like we got to talk about the protagonist and set we got anything in this heart well, would it be the ball in pong the or, ball yeah, uh, the, uh, the ball i think pong? it'd be the paddles the ball I is the antagonist it, are you sure I, i'm pretty sure because the ball is trying to hinder you there's no game without the ball but there's no game without the paddles yeah either. there is if, if there's only one paddle then you win and no. if there's two paddles, then you could win or lose. So one of the paddles is the protagonist, and one is the antagonist. And the ball will just be an object? Yeah, the ball is the plot. I guess that makes sense. The ball is the storyline? That's a good That's... metaphor. Damn. Wow, we just got deep. Dropping some knowledge. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you can't really, like Atari games, you can't really talk about the protagonist. Unless you're talking about, like, Pac-Man. Because Pac-Man actually has a name. Um... So, I mean, like, I can't really be like, oh, yeah, the the box that you were shooting as in Space Invaders, I, it, do, it just doesn't work for me because there's no name for it. But, I mean, like, you have Link, Mario, and they have names. Sonic. So, yeah, Sonic. Uh, we, we don't talk about Sonic. Have you seen his most recent games? No. Battletoads, Double Dragons. Oh, I love Battletoads. Yeah, Rash and Zit. Um, well, the Sonic games, <laughs> you had, like, the first three that were amazing. Yeah, and ever and since Sonic then, and Knuckles, the one with that the, was the third one. No, there was Sonic one, two, and three, and then you could take the Sonic and Knuckles game and open the top up and put any of the other Sonics yes, on top yes. and play as Knuckles. It, in them. But it changed. That was Sonic three. Mm-hmm. It was Sonic and Knuckles. That was Sonic three. Are you sure? If you put the like Sonic one or Sonic two into the top, it changed it from Sonic one. It changed it from Sonic one to Sonic one and Knuckles, or Sonic two and Knuckles. Yeah, I know. I own it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. Is Sonic and Knuckles was Sonic 3. I think that there was a Sonic 3. And Sonic and Knuckles was Sonic 3. I don't think so. I swear. Well, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> I hate that term. <laughs> I really do. I agree that we disagree. You do, but it's not always a mutual. <laughs> you, no, you, I you're think not agreeing on it. Mutually, you think that we disagree. I. Yes, oh, my gosh. I can't think today. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's one of those days. Uh, Michael and Steven, if you're listening, you really got us all fucked up. So, um, outside of iconic heroes, what, what are some of the best? Well, not, I mean, we don't really have to stick to the best. We can just talk about protagonists in general, but. Exactly. I don't know. What, what comes to mind when you think protagonist? What comes to mind? Nathan Drake. Well, I mean, we can't spend more time on Nathan Drake. We talked about Nathan Drake in uh, our Feel the Feels episode, and we just decided he's the perfect protagonist, name and all. He done good job, yeah. But uh, if you're telling me just to think, like, protagonist, Mm -hmm. just what pops into mind, it's going to be one of the iconic ones. Yeah. It's going to be Mario or Link or even Donkey Kong. Yeah. Although he was an antagonist. Donkey Kong. Oh, my gosh. He was an anti-hero. He went from antagonist in the Mario games, the protagonist in his. Oh, he was a he was an antagonist in one Mario game. Yeah, the one that introduced him. He was a victim in Donkey Kong Jr. Mario was the bad guy. Really? Yeah. Um, I could see that. Italians Mario Mario captured Donkey Kong, and Donkey <laughs> Kong Jr. was trying to rescue him. And, like, there's even, like, they had a Game & Watch game where Mario had a whip, and he's whipping Donkey Kong while Donkey Kong's, like, on a ball trying to balance 
perspective. Mario's a dick, dude. <laughs> he's an Italian plumber. I'm going to bet you 50 bucks he's from Chicago. He's, he's not a plumber anymore. Oh, he's not, oh they, yeah, he's they, a doctor and a tennis player now. No, they, they like announced that he's not a plumber anymore. Perfect. Well, look at him. He's just a hero. In the world. He's Jefferson his way straight up out of poverty. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. I mean, he still goes through pipes, though. Well, I mean, you can't get rid of the entire premise of the game just because you're trying to change something stupid. I thought the premise of the game was jumping on people's heads. <clears throat> no, it's rescuing the princess. It's beautiful and it's deep. It's a trope. It's a trope. It's a very overused trope. It wasn't overused when Mario first came out. I don't know. There was still a lot of, like, fairy tales and stuff like that. That's what it comes from. It is the fairy tales where the prince has to rescue the princess from the yeah, evil but dragon. The, but and... the prince is never some Italian dude. How do you know? It well, never maybe, specifies. I was going to say maybe an Italian um, lore. There's some Italian prince that grows a mustache and saves the princess. Oh, protagonist. One that I'm super excited about. As of this recording, Assassin's Creed Odyssey comes out on Friday. It takes place during ancient Greece. And there is a part in the trailer where you Spartan kick a guy off of a cliff. Nice. And I'm just hoping, because they always put the historical references in it. Yeah. I want to totally Brutus Julius Caesar. Like, that'd be cool. That'd be awesome. That's been one of my favorite aspects of every Assassin's Creed, and I haven't liked all of them, but I've played all of them just because I'm like, which historical figures are going to be in it? Yeah. Like that game you were telling me about that one time where like you play as or with Tesla or whatever. Oh, oh um, The Order 19 or 1884. Yeah. It was basically a movie. Game took four hours to beat, and there was seriously like maybe... An hour and a half of gameplay in it. The rest was all cutscenes. I really like that. And the gameplay was terrible. <laughs> well, I mean, what, what do you Had think? some of the best graphics there ever was, and it had full frontal nudity, uh, full frontal male nudity in it. Oh, that's exciting. For it, it was kind of like, huh? But I mean, it was there, so I mean, I was like, awesome. That's like first instance other than Outlast that I can think of that it was in. Yeah, I guess that's cool. <laughs> I mean, it was just like. Huh, I, you, you never see this, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that's what was cool about it for me. <laughs> Most underrated, least talked about protagonist in your estimation? That's a tough question. Well, I mean, just like somebody who you love like, as a protagonist that nobody seems to ever talk about. Like, like, underrated? Yeah, like what's been on my mind recently is uh, I've been, as as the viewers know, Shameless is back on the air. Oh, pretty How big. do you know that they know that? Because I said it in the first episode. And oh, our, yeah, you did, huh? Yeah, and our listeners listen to all of our episodes and internalize them because they love us. Okay, we, we literally spend a lot of time together, and we talk on air and off air. Yeah. I, you can't expect me to it's be okay. able to differentiate. So, um, in Shameless, there's there's a, a lot of main characters, if you will. I mean, there's the whole family. But one of the kids in the family, his name's Lip, and I've been watching this kid's journey and his character development, and he's... Is, get, is that his real name? or Philip. Oh, okay. I'm like, that's Lip. a weird-ass name. Philip Gallagher. He goes by Lip. But, like, I don't know. There were a couple of seasons where I just hated him. and I, it, It's the character development. You know how much I'm into character development and how I love a good story for how a character develops. And the spot where Lip is in this season, I'm just seeing him as, I don't know. I, it, not enough people are talking about what the writers are doing with that character because he is just he's changing so much and becoming i don't know he human but like really human so i 
Well, the new episode from Sunday is going to be old by the time that we air this podcast. So, um, if you guys watched the show, like, last week, I don't know about you, but... or last week or whenever, however many weeks ago it was for you when you're listening to this, when Lip is standing there with Zan's mom and she shows back, or Zan shows up and starts walking over and they're hugging and you can see that pain in Lip and he just drops the $10,000 and takes off running. My heart went through the floor. I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I, I, I finally understand, I think, who Lip really is. And I think deeper than that, Lip understands after that scene who he really is instead of just what he wants to be. I, uh, so, I think I'd understand if I had more context, honestly, if I'd seen the show. Yeah, so um, this season... Last season, Lip was sleeping with a girl, and her sister had a kid, and her sister was a really bad mom, so the girl that he was dating, sleeping with, kind of whatever, she uh, was watching after the kid a lot, and basically she disappears, and Lip gets stuck with this kid, and he starts raising her, and then after a couple of months of him taking care of her, her mom comes back into the picture, but she's a junkie hooker, and she wants her kid back to go to a meeting so that she can get her paycheck, or so that she can get her welfare checks. And Lip goes, Lips sells a bike that he built that he's really emotionally attached to. Um, it's part of his recovery process. He's an alcoholic, a drug addict. He's going through recovery, and the bike helped him get through recovery. He sells it for $12,000 so that he's got money, and he goes up to Zan's mom and offers her $10,000 to sign adoption paperwork so that he can take her on as her legal guardian, and he can raise her and watch her and all that. And you know how I am with shit with dads and kids and people taking care of their daughters or whatever. So, um... Zan follows him and sees him meeting her mom and she freaks out because she didn't know her mom was back so she runs up and starts hugging her mom and crying and lips watching what's happening and he knows that there's no way he's going to pull Zan away from her mom I mean she doesn't understand what's going on in her mom's life and she loves her and if you know his backstory that makes a lot of sense but instead of just walking away he took the $10,000 that he was bringing and he dropped it on the ground and then just did like a little dip motion where he started running away kind of leaving the $10,000 on the ground because he knows that that's at least something to help Zan out. And I don't know. He's awesome as a character. I think he's underrated as a protagonist because I think he's, depending on what storyline you're following in the show, he's really the driving force in the show. I don't care much about what's going on with, like, Fiona. Isn't your dog named Fiona? I do have a dog named Fiona. That's from Adventure Time, though. Not from Shameless. Oh, okay. Uh, You, uh have a lot of dogs um, <laughs> yeah but i digress go back uh tell me about a uh tell, um, tell me about a protagonist that you just think is underrated i'm still trying to figure that out because like i was ranting and you were listening yeah well not just that every video game that i play i just i love all the protagonists mm-hmm. and video games it's usually just like cut and dry you have your main protagonist and their side characters but they don't really play that big a role usually and I mean, like, I would say, like, Joel and Ellie, but people love Joel and Ellie. Um, Nathan Drake, obviously. Sully. Sully's loved. Yeah. I can't really say that he's an underrated character because a lot of these games that have these, like, sidekick-type characters, they're all uh, really popular. Yeah, like Kato and the Green Hornet. I'll, I'll keep thinking about it, but... uh. 
No guarantees on that. <laughs> All right. I mean, you could talk about other protagonists if you want. I watched uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp yesterday, finally. Oh, Paul Rudd. Speaking of uh, good protagonists. I, I was actually thinking about that today. <laughs> I was thinking about this today. Um, we we didn't mention Paul Rudd in Feel the Feels or uh, with the Stoglianos. That's true. So I, I was like thinking we need to plug Paul Rudd in here somewhere. For just, some reason. We just absolutely love Paul Rudd. <laughs> no, so with Ant-Man and the Wasp, it was weird. I was watching, I mean, <clears throat> that whole story could have just not happened. That entire movie could have not taken place. What do you mean? I mean, like, the storyline was so blasé. Like, I mean, it was a What co- the fuck does blasé mean? <laughs> it was a cool it was a cool movie and it was well done, but like the speed that it was going at and the I, I don't want to spoil it for you cuz you like the first Ant-Man and I I, know I, I gonna, love the first Yeah, Ant-Man. I know we're going to wind up watching the second one together. Yeah, don't spoil but, it for me. And it's still yeah. a new movie, so don't spoil it for the yeah, viewers. Yeah, either. no, no, I'm not spoiling it. I'm just saying like the plot and the way that it was carried out, it was faster than it should have been and it wasn't the type of storyline that they should have spent an entire movie on. Like the entire plot of the movie could have been 10 minutes in an Avengers movie. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, there's there's a lot of stuff that does that. Like I've I've seen, I I actually can't name any now that I'm thinking about it. But mm-hmm. I've seen movies where like it just feels rushed and. So if you guys are wondering why today does actually sound a little bit different, these last few podcasts we've been doing bullet points, but we've been getting a lot of feedback saying that you guys like the more um, <clears throat> off topic feel. So we're going into this by literally just saying before we start what the topic's going to be with zero bullet points and zero preparation. So no, neither of us know what we're going to talk about today. And, and actually, uh, the bullet points we did for the, like you said, for the past couple episodes, and we didn't like doing them. It yeah. felt kind of phoned in. and It ruined the fun of the podcast. I like just sitting in bullshit, and I don't the- like having to look at my notes documents that that actually might be one of the reasons why we're a bit more chipper today too yeah is lack of bullet points we have no structure to this whatsoever i it's fucking really awesome. hate preparing for shit and it puts me in a bad mood i i'm the exact opposite i love preparing for stuff but like i have i i set up the bullet points and stuff and i suggested that you did too and yeah you had like 300 bullet points i had like five and a half <laughs> i love preparing i i'm I mean, you've seen my I, calendar. I legitimately mean five and a half. One of my bullet points in the uh, Field of Fields episode literally just said Superstore. And I'm looking at it like, what the fuck did I mean by that? <laughs> so, um, oh, Superstore uh, comes back on Thursday of the date we're recording this. Now, I mean, you guys have already seen the new season and I'm super jealous of you, even though I've already seen it by the time you're hearing this. <laughs> um, underrated protagonist. I just thought of one in a video game. Awesome. There's a game called Brothers. Tale of Two Sons. Is Mark Wahlberg in it? No. Eh. But uh, it's about these two brothers who lose their mom, and their dad gets sick, so they're trying to go to, I think it's like a tree or something? I haven't played the game in years. Okay, wait, but, wait. Uh, before, before I forget, because you're going to remember this game way longer than I remember this joke. So, when you say two brothers, it reminds me of this joke I heard a long time ago, and it's this mom and dad, and they have a set of twins, and they name them Juan and Amal. And the twins grow up having a really good relationship with each other, but as they reach... Is this going to be as bad as your prom joke? That's the greatest joke in the world. Uh, It is. I love it. (laughs) We'll tell all my jokes on the air sometime. I I really like long, drawn-out, hilarious jokes. Anyway, so as they're growing up, 
they're pretty close, but as they get older, the brothers have a falling out, and Amal and the parents have a falling out. So all of the brothers move away, and they don't really, nobody really talks in the family much anymore until one day the mom gets sick, and she's laying on her deathbed. So she's dying, and her last wish is to see her boys one more time. So Juan comes, and he's visiting his mom, and he's holding her hand, and she he says is there anything else that i can do for you and she says i just wish that one more time before i pass i could see your twin brother and her his dad says well you know if you've seen one you've seen them all wow because <laughs> they're twins yes i get it <laughs> okay go on tale of oh two cities oh my gosh i don't i don't know if i can recover at tale of two cities was that what i was talking about no something about brothers i mean that's a good book but Oh, um, brothers, tell two sons. It uh, the seventh son of the seventh. You son. play as both the sons, mm-hmm. and it's not like oh, you switch from one to the other. Are they twins though? No. Oh, you have an older brother and a younger brother, and uh, the older brother's stronger, the younger brother's more athletic or more like geeky, book smart. No, dexterous. Okay. And uh, he uh, you play as both of them at the same time. Mm-hmm. You, one joystick controls one, the other controls the other, and you can do actions with your trigger buttons. r2 yeah r2 and l2 that sounds dumb as hell it's it actually works really well because you have to solve puzzles that way it's a puzzle game but um these brothers like you play as both of them and this is an old game so i'm gonna spoil the shit out of it spoil it bro <laughs> you end up fighting this spider oh i hate that i know you hate spiders but um you end up fighting this spider and as you're after you beat it it impales the older brother through the chest. Damn. And you have to play as the younger brother, dragging the older brother. If you move the other joystick, does it like twitch the older brother's yeah. foot? That's hilarious. But, uh, that's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like, and then you take him to the tree where you can get the cure for your dad. But there's only one. Okay, so you haven't explained any plot of the game. No, yeah, you did. Yeah, you're, my joke. you're you're trying to save your dad. Yeah, I thought of it, the joke because brothers and a sick mom. But uh, you realize that it's too late for your brother, and you actually have to play through the little brother digging a hole for your brother's dead body and putting him in the hole. It's rough. And then uh, afterwards, you go and you're trying to get the cure back to your dad, and you're playing just as the little brother. Well, you can use the other joystick that you normally use for your big brother, and it, like, you use... Because the little brother couldn't swim and stuff, so you have to swim and use the other joystick, and it shows your brother's, like, spirit, like... Oh, it's like a Star Wars push him thing? Through the, push him through the water. No, it's more like the experiences with his brother are what's pushing him to be able to do these things. Yeah. And, oh my gosh, that's that game is so sad. It was actually on my list for Feel the Feels. It's one of the saddest games I've ever played, but it was an amazing game, and I feel like those are two protagonists that just aren't even well known enough. Yeah. And the the if you guys haven't played it yet, it's a great game. It uh, I think you can get it on pretty much any system for like five dollars. It's it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Also, we're not affiliated with it, so. No, we're not. But I mean, I mean you're giving prices away and trying to pimp it, so I, I feel like we have to admit that we're not a Yeah, family. don't quote me on that price, but I know it's not that expensive. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's that's one that really was underrated to me, yeah. and it was a great game. I love indie games. I So I've got some underrated 
underrated roles played by really big actors and like most of the stuff brad pitt's in i do not like and we're not talking about fight club right now i snatch he perked up amazing in snatch yeah but i'm talking about um a river runs through it never heard of it really really good Actually, you were trying to show it to me the other day, and I was like, eh. No, no, that wasn't a River Run oh. Um I was trying to show you. Crap, what was the remake? It was a remake of Tristan and his old that took place in Montana. I forget what the name of the movie was. I don't know. But he plays the same character in both movies, basically same acting style and stuff. You watch and the most obscure shit. It's not obscure. Like I, This was around the same time that he was doing movies like Meet Joe Black, so that was kind of his whole persona. What was that? And, God damn it. <laughs> Well, I, I, okay, I'm usually the one face palming, but have he you, literally face palmed right now. Have you seen Braveheart? Once. Okay. Or twice. Making sure you've seen. That was a uh, that was some Mel Brooks. No, no. Um, <laughs> not not Blazing Saddles. That would have been an amazing Mel Brooks interpretation of Braveheart. Uh, <laughs> What's that guy? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. He, he was the guy that was in Die Hard. No, not. Lethal Weapon. That's what he is. God damn it. I'm terrible with movies. You know that. I know. What do you think of... uh, Science? Bruce Willis' character in Die Hard. As a protagonist. I mean, he was the... He's like the proto-protagonist. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. That was him, right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I've seen Die Hard like... I watch Die times. Hard every single Christmas. It is a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. I don't care what the... You sent me that link on Facebook that was, the director of Die Hard finally comes out and announces his views on Die Hard as a Christmas movie. I'm like, I'm not even going to read that shit. I don't he, care what the fuck he says. It's he a, said it is. Okay. Uh, it is. Even though Bruce Willis said it isn't. Fuck Bruce Willis. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Bruce. I like you. You're all right. Please don't beat me up. I'm scared of you under my bed like the boogeyman. Actually, this is a movie that is very dear to my heart. Hudson Hawk. I fucking love Hudson Hawk. What is Hudson Hawk? It was Bruce Willis. It was like a comedy action movie. It was awesome. Are you talking about Slevin? No. It was called Hudson Hudson Hawk. Lucky number Slevin. That might have been Bruce Willis' best role. I'll uh, I'll buy it off of Amazon because I really want it anyway. But uh, I'll I'll show it to you. Alright. But it's one of the best movies ever. Joaquin Phoenix character in Signs was pretty awesome as a protagonist. He's gonna play the Joker, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I I saw the screenshots of him. I fucking love the Joker, and I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. With but it's him. Joaquin Phoenix. He's crazy. He's Johnny Cash. Like that's him forever. He's legitimately crazy though. Yeah. So I mean, he'd do a good job. Did you watch that uh, mockumentary documentary thing that he did where he was trying to do a movie about making a movie or something? No, but I heard his rap. Okay, so he's going the Shia LaBeouf angle nowadays. <laughs> well, his rap was actually a couple of years ago, and it was pretty terrible. <laughs> well, yeah, it's Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> I mean, he played a decent... What did he play in Gladiator? Julius Caesar? Yeah. yeah. Well, no, he played uh, Marcus Aurelius' son. Oh, that guy. He did a good job. Yeah. That's and, because he's really good at being a little bitch. And, uh, I mean... For what it was, I mean, it wasn't a good movie, but he did good for his role in The Village. There's no such thing as good and village in the same <laughs> Even though I'm really trying hard to talk about an M. Night Shyamalan movie, and you keep M. Night Shyamalan ding dong. Signs? Yeah, signs. 
I know you love that movie. Scar- you talk about it constantly. Scariest movie I've ever seen. It's not scary. It is so scary. When they're showing the video on the TV of uh, the birthday party in Mexico, when the alien walks by in the driveway, I jumped out of my fucking skin. And then like, he smacks it in the head with a shovel and says, I found their weakness. They can't no, function without their head. That's not at all what happened. That was in Scary Movie 3. Oh, dumb. I love scary movies. You're wrong. <laughs> I love the scary movie franchise. Anyway. Uh, the scary movie franchise, they have a joke in it. Um, he's talking about his aunt or his grandma or something. I don't even. Um, he's like, yeah, did you hear? She woke up dead the other day. And he's like, how do you wake up dead? And he's like, because you were, you were alive when you went to sleep, fool. And oh my gosh, that just cracked me up. Then they have like the same kind of rant about rats and mice. The only thing that I know about scary movies is that Chris Pratt's ex-wife was in it. Who's Chris Pratt's ex can't talk. Chris Pratt's ex-wife is Anna Faris. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. I didn't like her. Neither did he. In Scary Movie. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul Rudd is okay. like, uh, no, like in Role Models. So good. Yeah, he did a great job in Role Models. Um, he's like this like uncaring person and then he just has this complete 180 and they did it really well in that movie. I want to rock and roll all night and part of every day. <laughs> Some of his one-liners and a lot of them it's are all ad-libbed. improvised. Yeah. 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 And I love that about him, but I guess, uh, you're the, the video game guy, a bunch of the actors in role models and the people who directed it were part of like a comedy troupe yeah. with Paul Rudd and that's what they did. They did improv. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of those jokes are just hilarious. When uh, Sean William Scott is explaining to Augie about... Sean how... William Scott. <clears throat> Stifler. Yeah. Okay. When he's explaining to Augie about how eagles mate. And then at the end, Augie's just like, why would you tell me that? He looks at him oh, and he's yeah. like, why would I not? Yeah. Just walks away. <laughs> I think about that every day. Um... If anyone here like that listens knows Paul Rudd personally, if you could tell him to contact us, we like we absolutely love the guy. So there are other people that I like more, but but Paul Rudd. So I have a friend, and he has a friend, <laughs> a friend of a friend. Um, he was a bike messenger delivery guy, mm-hmm. and he was delivering a package one day, and he walks up to a door and knocks, and Paul Rudd answers the door. And the kid goes, holy fuck, you're Paul Rudd. I fucking love you. And Paul Rudd's response was to look over his shoulder and say, see, honey, I told you people like me. And then he closed the door. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's, you know, like watching like the behind the scenes and stuff, that sounds like something he would do. It's like Bill Murray going up to people in Wendy's and taking their fries saying no one will ever believe you. <laughs> Did he do that? <laughs> yeah. Um, Bill Murray did a better job as Hunter S. Thompson than Johnny Depp. Yes, Where the Buffalo Roam is hands down the greatest Hunter S. Thompson movie ever made. Oh, yeah. And, well, Bill Murray just in general. He's just fucking amazing, dude. Yeah. I love... Space Jam? Was he in Space Jam? Yeah. He, he was. And... His best role. I didn't like what Space about, Jam. What about Bob is so good. What about Bob is one of my favorite movies. I haven't movies. seen it. So he plays a overly neurotic um, 
psychology patient and he moves to a new psychiatrist who after their first session the psychiatrist goes on vacation Mm -hmm. and he follows oh my gosh and it's just about the wacky antics that they get it's like analyze this it came out before analyze this but it's similar except he's not in the mafia he's just afraid of everything but yeah, but Robert. Like, he he intertwines himself with the family of the psychiatrist and becomes like great friends with them, and he he makes them go crazy. I don't know. It's so fucking funny. Talk about some goddamn video games. Oh, you got me talking about movies that I like, which is rare. So I mean, yeah, I'm kind of into we it right do now. A whole movie. <laughs> um. Oh man. I, I. You know what? We. I've talked about how much I love Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. The protagonists in those games are shit. Always. I hate the protagonists. Cloud, one-dimensional, Waka. super boring. Waka was awesome. Was Shut up. Was also not a main character, or the main he, character. He was a protagonist, yeah. though. But, like, the, the main protagonist of Final Fantasies, I just can't stand them. Yeah. They always have this whole, like, emo, like, oh, look at me, I'm so quiet and mysterious kind of feel to I them. I think it's a cultural thing. It might be. Um, but I just, I, I can't stand Final Fantasy main protagonist. Squall, yeah. one of my favorite. My favorite Final Fantasy is Final Fantasy VIII, and I absolutely hate Squall. I love Zell. Zell was my favorite character in that game. And it's because he was just kind of like a... He was basically a surfer guy stereotype. Yeah. He was like, yeah, dude. Like, it was yeah. awesome. But yeah, Final Fantasy, I just can't stand the main protagonists in those games whatsoever. They drive me up the wall. Yeah. And actually, it goes for a lot of, like... RPG protagonists, I just don't like a lot of them. That's weird because you like RPGs so I much. love RPGs, but it's the story that draws well, me in. And you're supposed to be the protagonist in those. Like, I... The, well, I don't, you're, I don't you're talking about, like, Skyrim and stuff, where... No, I'm talking about, like, Xenogears, because that's I one of the Xenogears. only RPGs I've ever played straight it, through. If anyone wants to send me a copy of that, that'd be awesome, because... I will give you the copy that's sitting in my house. You have Xenogears? Yeah. Really? Yeah, and I have a PS1. I need Xenogears. Alright, we'll work it out. That's one of my favorite RPGs of all time. That game, uh, it's it's gotten pretty rare, and I just, I really love it. Same with the Dot Hat games. Mm-hmm. I actually love Kite. Like, yeah, he becomes like this, he starts out as like this just know-nothing noob, because they're in an online game. And he evolves into just this complete badass, and then if you follow the extended lore, he becomes Triage, which was like... Basically, his character data got corrupted and became a virus in the game. That's awesome. Yeah, and he just goes around and kills people, puts them into comas. So, uh, what was the name of the character in the Dot .hack TV show? Was it Sora, the one that had the uh, katars as his weapons? I think so. And I haven't seen he, it in a while. He had the headband and the hair went over the headband. And what? Oh, oh. Sora was the main I, character. I yeah, that was... um, I can't remember his name. I based... Uh, so... Not D&D, but the game Exalted, which is another tabletop mm. role-playing game like D&D. My character was completely based off of him. Really? <clears throat> like, he was the inspiration for my character, and I was actually using punch daggers and katars as my weapons. And I was just I, I was so obsessed with him back when I was watching Dot .hack, and this was, shit, like 12, 13 years ago. Goddamn. <clears throat> Do you know how much like, the Dot .hack games are running now? I don't know. Um, More than they're worth, I'm sure. I don't know about that. I think they're totally worth it. Um, I think it's like each game is running like 200 to 300 bucks now. 
Yeah, that's too much for any game. No, it's not. I mean, if there was a if there was a movie that you just absolutely loved that mm-hmm. has become so rare that it's just hard to find anymore, would you pay that much for it? No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay that much for a movie. That's stupid. I don't know. But you also know I like to collect things. Yeah. And if I really like a movie, I've watched it enough that I can just close my eyes if I want to see it. Like, <laughs> I can't tell you how many movies I can quote from beginning to end. There are a lot of people in this world who hate watching any movie that's older than like a year mm-hmm. with me because even if I'm not saying it out loud I'll just be sitting there and I'll be mouthing oh, the words I know that you they're do. saying. It drives me crazy. <laughs> you, you did it with I think it was Dr. Horrible. And Dude I was, just, I was singing along with Dr. Horrible I'll dance to that shit. I was like oh my gosh. Um, video games actually. I, I recently started playing Parasite Eve again. Mm-hmm. I beat the game in like six hours. That's a spooby one right? Yeah, not so much anymore. Too spooky for me. The graphics have gotten Yeah, no, terrible. but let's keep this in the October theme of things. <laughs> spooky. Um. Parasite. Anyway. Parasite. Let's go. I, uh, I, I booted it back up and beat the game in like six hours. And this goes with what you were saying about how you can just close your eyes and basically watch it. Yeah. I didn't realize how much I knew about that game. I'm, like, getting all the secret items. I know exactly where to go, yeah. and I just breezed right through it. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I remember this game being so hard as a kid. Yeah. And the game is great, though. I still love it, but... It was like me with the X-Men Genesis game. Not X-Men Genesis, but the Sega Genesis X-Men game. Yeah, I, I got what you meant. Um, <clears throat> hardest game in the world for me as a kid, and now I got no problem with I it. I think I know which one you're talking about. When I was a kid, on my Genesis, I had the X-Men Spider-Man game. Okay. And I always played as Spider-Man. I always play as Gambit. Gambit is probably the best X-Men. Yeah, Gambit is the best X-Men, not just probably. Probably. Remy LeBeau, my boy. <laughs> they, <clears throat> I think they're making a Gambit game. Did you hear, what What was it, that um, the new Gambit is going, the new Gambit movie, I saw a clickbait ar- bait article that I didn't read, saying that the... <laughs> new gambit movie was going to be like a rom-com really yeah why i don't know because they want to figure out a way to work anna paquin into a movie again who knows Uh, i don't know if anna paquin's gonna be in it but i do know that gambit and rogue have their thing (coughs) and when i think of rogue i think of anna paquin so yeah i just oh i do not like anna paquin that much how terrible would that i just i mean it would destroy my life because he is one of my top three favorite superheroes. And to just see it, it already sucks that what's his name? Fuck John Cena Jr. Is that his name? No, the guy from 21 Jump Street that isn't Jonah Hill. Oh, I was going to say Jonah Hill. No, um, Channing Tatum. Yeah. Him, How did I know that? And you didn't. I don't know. But he's playing Gambit already, which aggravates me and then he's playing gambit already like he's already cast as gambit he is playing gambit and if they just do that and then like pull anna paquin in and turn it into a love story it's going to just like it's it's gonna step all over my childhood it's just gonna crush me it's gonna be so sad it i don't know the only way to make that better would be if they made a good punisher movie i think you've made an i'm gonna cry reference in pretty much every episode I cry a lot. 
I, I, I'm, I'm not either. I'm neither gonna confirm or deny that. Anyway, a good Punisher <laughs> movie would be great. Like if they go off of the because that you didn't what, like the one with John Travolta. <laughs> I don't think I've ever made that noise before. <laughs> I have watched that one quite a bit. Um, but the reason that I said Gambit is, and then I paused and said one of my favorite superheroes is because Frank Castle is hands down my favorite. Do you want, Gambit is right up there. Do you want Rick's best friend to play as him again? Yeah, Shane. Yeah, that guy. What's his yeah. real name? I, I don't, don't remember. Uh, something with a B in it somewhere. Does that does that mean he's not famous? He's famous. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know some actors' names, but most people I just refer to by their number one role. Like, not even their number one role, just the first role I saw them in. Like Wayne Knight? Yeah. Knight Newman. <laughs> that name's going to stick with me forever now, just because I looked it I up. Know. <sighs> I wish I didn't. Like, I, I, I think about him, like, constantly, dude. <laughs> it's weird. I'm just just, just like... sitting at work and you're just like, fucking Wayne Knight. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> like, uh... Staring off into the distance, glazed over eyes, just thinking about Newman. I'm, I'm not gonna say what <clears throat> I do for work, but today I was really high up on a ladder. And, uh... Just out of nowhere, like, I was working and I was just like... Fucking Wayne Knight. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I was that way with Carrie Elways for a long time. I love Carrie Elways, dude. Right, this is the second episode where we're putting their two names side by side. It, it's because they're both yeah, almost know. famous. They're not almost. They're both <laughs> famous. <laughs> you, you know, I'm never gonna stop doing that. I know. <laughs> it bugs the shit out of you. I can see it in your eyes. Yeah. Um, Carrie Elways, Robin Hood, one of the best protagonists. He did one of the best Robin Hoods, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Oh, man. No, that was Princess Bride. I'm getting them mixed up. Yeah. The the love, true love. Love. <laughs> true love has gathered us here today. I, I, if I ever get married, um, I want that to be like what they say. I'm an ordained minister, and I have said that. Really? At weddings and... That's awesome. Yeah, that was Princess Bride, though, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, Wesley in Princess Bride was fucking amazing, too. Yeah. Carrie Elways is just phenomenal. His character in Psych is the best character that he's ever had. Oh, I, I said know. this in the last time, last yeah. time that we brought him up, in the, the cat burglar. He's just so great. Um, I, one thing that I remember him in, in Psych, and every time I think of Carrie Elways, this is actually the image that pops in my head. Not Robin Hood, not Wesley. But him riding a jet ski. Yeah. Like in that one episode. So good. And that's the image that pops in my head when I think about him. And I'm just like, this, that's fucking awesome. The boat explodes, they find his foot. Yeah. <laughs> Did he actually die? No. Okay, I didn't no, think so. No, he's in... I don't remember. A- after his first appearance, he shows up at least once in every season. Oh, and really? like, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, it turns out he's like in charge of Interpol. Really? Yeah. Wasn't he like a thief? He was, and he was doing that as an undercover thing to get in with all of the other thieves to help out with Interpol investigations. Wow. <laughs> Super cool. It's Carrie Elways, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the kind of role that you can only give to him. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Nicolas Cage. There's a protagonist who, what you said, the kind of role you can only give to him. This is a guy who I have actually seen act and act well. 
And he just does all of these movies that nobody should be in, and he does it like Nicholas. Like, I, you haven't seen Joe, I know, because you don't watch movies that are slightly that obscure. I mean, it's not obscure. It was in theaters and shit, but... It's obscure. You, so, he acted his ass off in that movie. It was really good. Matchstick Man acted his ass off. It was Nicholas Cage and Sam Rockwell. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. But then he does shit like National Treasure and Wickerman. Ghost Rider. And, oh, The Weatherman? Wicker Man. Yeah. But the weatherman was another not really the good bees. One yeah. <laughs> but, uh, as far as his good roles, we have Matchstick Man. I liked what? him in Knowing until the end. That entire movie was such a shit show. That which one is that? Is that the one with Jessica Biel where everything turns out to be him seeing the future for the, the last like half of the movie is him seeing the no, future? No. Okay, that's next. Then he did two movies kind of like, similar keeps, at the same time. In in Knowing, he keeps seeing like the numbers all over the place, okay. and he's trying to figure them out. And at the end of the movie, it turns out that it's aliens that are trying to kidnap kids so that they can repopulate oh, a planet have, of kids. Have you seen Arrival? No. Okay, Amy Adams in that movie is. One of my favorite all-time protagonists, for sure. Her and Jeremy Renner's characters. Just because... <clears throat> so I have a friend who... Uh, he a friend does, of a friend? No, no. He does, like, movie reviews and stuff. And his explanation of this movie was, I felt like I just paid $12 to take a nap. And I'm like, sweet. That means I'm going to love it. Because it's not action-y. It's a movie about aliens invading Earth. And I thought it was going to be an action war kind of movie. And I'm like, I'm going to watch it, but I'm not going to be super into it. Is that the it's, one with, uh, like, Ryan Reynolds and Samuel L. Jackson or something like that? Sammy J's not in it. Forrest Whitaker is. Is that who it was? Yeah. And... and Jeremy Renner and Amy Adams. Oh no, no. But there's... It's it's a really deep drama and it's so intellectual. I absolutely love that. Like the the end of it just it, it, it I, usually I can tell what the twist coming up is going to be. This one got me. I mean, it just straight got me. I had I did not see it coming at all. It it was so well done. Arrival. And the fact that the protagonists, the two main protagonists of the movie, were one was a scientist and one was a linguist. And the entire premise of the movie is they're trying to communicate with the aliens. And the only two ways that they can try and communicate, because they don't share a similar language, is to bring in a linguist to try and interpret the language along with a mathematician. And, I don't know. Super, super underrated movie. Very, very good. One of my favorites. Show me what you got. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said aliens and that's all yeah. I've been thinking of. Big giant head in the sky. Um, oh man, I had some other protagonists in my head and now I forgot him. Sorry. Jeez, you're an asshole. Also, like... Eggsy I... and Galahad. Okay. Kingsman. Yes. Oh man. Um. So... They, you know, the church scene where the the best scene in the the entire movie is when Lancelot is trying to explain to him all of these different ways that he's going to make him a gentleman, and then he's not getting any of the references, and then he says, "I'm just going to make you a gentleman," or whatever, and then Eggsy goes, "Oh, you mean like in My Fair Lady?" <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that sounds like you, honestly. Oh. <laughs> My, <laughs> I just snorted on the recording. My my uh, favorite scene. Um, actually, I have two favorite scenes, and actually, they go right by each other. Yeah. There's the church scene, obviously. Yeah. That was so well choreographed. I loved it. Yeah, it was done pretty well. I just wish that they wouldn't have used Freebird. I think Ballroom Blitz would have been a better that song for been it. So good. Yeah. Ballroom Blitz. That would have been awesome. Don't sing on the recording. As long as it's short enough, All it's right. fine. 
Um, but yeah, like ballroom blitz would have been great for that. I wish they would have used that instead. Especially if there was a man in the back saying everyone attack. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that actually, would it would turn into a church house blitz. It's funny. Um, when I was eighteen, I played a D and D game, and uh, I was playing a bard like usual. I love bards, but uh, I I joined in late, and I actually showed up to the session late. And, uh, so they were going to introduce my character in this session. And I mean, bards are easy to introduce. Yeah. Oh, you go into a tavern and there's a bard playing in the corner. There you go. Introduce. But, uh, that's what they were going to do. Well, I finally show up and they're like, oh, cool, cool. We're going to, we're about to introduce you. And just as I'm about to introduce myself, before I can say a word, one of the, one of the adventurers, the party, he gets into a fight with one of the bar goers and starts a bar, uh, bar brawl. Nice. And... So I'm just this bard, like, sitting there in the corner, just scared off my ass, because that was kind of how my character was. Yeah. And uh, so there, I was like, hold on. I was like, I, I want to do something. They're like, okay. I was like, I'm going to sit in the corner and play Ballroom Blitz. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, like, I'm just this bard sitting there playing Ballroom Blitz, and one of the bargoers attacks me. Did and your DM make you sing all of your modern songs like you make me sing every time that I want to play a modern song? No, he didn't, but okay. I love doing that to you. It's so fun. <laughs> but, um, so, like, then they decided to make people attack me. You need to be in this combat. I'm like, uh, so, uh, okay, so I was using light armor, which usually your armor class is based off of your dexterity, which basically means yeah, you're so, dodging. Yeah, so you were, like, AC 11 or something? Yeah, but, like, they could not hit me. <laughs> And so I'm just picturing myself playing Ballroom Blitz, dodging every attack that comes at me, not yeah, missing a single note. Because you have amazing stage presence. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so it was one of the best experiences ever. Get back to um, Knights of the Round Table. Knights of the Round Table? Oh, second scene. <laughs> I forgot what you were talking about. Second scene of Kingsman is uh, right after when Galahad's walking out of the church mm -hmm. and Samuel Jackson talks to him. I don't remember exactly what he says, but uh, he pulls out a gun, shoots him in the face. Yeah. And his sidekick's like, he's like, is he dead? Yeah, She's like, yeah. throwing up or whatever. That's what happens when you shoot someone. Feels good, doesn't it? And he goes, no, it does not feel good. It does not feel good. And then he starts puking. Did you see the second one? Yes, I, I love it. It was pretty good. That, that I can stand chanting in. Um, I, I heard that they want to do, like, um, a Statesman spinoff TV show. That'd be funny. Yeah. And I was like, I can totally go behind that. Cause yeah, I'd watch it. Especially if they get Jeff Bridges in there. That's who yeah. it was, right? He played, uh, Champ Champagne? Yeah. Yeah, that was Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is going to be in a new movie called, um, Bad Times at the El Royale. I want to see it so bad. Yeah, you keep telling me about it. I know. We got to drive up and see it. <laughs> um, and oh my gosh! So every time that you mention Jeff Bridges, or anytime anyone mentions, you think Jeff. of the dude. No, everybody. No. Okay. I think of Kurt Russell. Okay. Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> One of the best movies ever. <laughs> Snake Plissken. Oh my god! I, I, Kurt Russell is one of the few actors that I know like most of his work. Mm -hmm. I fucking love Kurt Russell. <laughs> yeah. And just that's like just, that, that's a weird derailment. From I thought we were going to be talking about the Big Lebowski. I was going to go on a Coen Brothers rant. No, Kurt I, for some reason, <laughs> Jeff Bridges makes me think of Kurt Russell. Well, they have the same like bone structure. That's Their true. Cheek bones and jawline. That's true. And old school Mel Gibson. 
Yeah, you know who looks a lot like Kurt Russell nowadays? How he did look when he was in, like, um, Escape from New York? Who? Josh Brolin. That was... Thanos? Yeah. Okay. I got it. Sweet. That was, that was a good one. <laughs> I had to think about he that. He played um, Young Jay in... Young Jay sounds like a rapper name. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. <laughs> anyway, in uh, Men in Black 3. Young Jay. Oh, that was Will Smith's character. Or, I'm sorry, Young K. He played Tommy Lee Jones oh, as a kid. I'm like... Which was cool. I I don't know what it is, but I love Josh Brolin and Tommy Lee Jones together. I love Josh Brolin with anybody and also Tommy Lee Jones with anybody because they're great. I want them to do an Atlantis live action movie and have Tommy Lee Jones play the bad guy. That, like, sergeant guy? Yeah. He'd be great, wouldn't he? Atlantis is my favorite Disney movie of all time. It's my second favorite. It's so good. My the, my favorite is actually Hunchback of Notre Dame. That's wrong. I, I really, like, gypsies scare the crap out of me. <laughs> for, for real. They're, so the Snatch only, scared you? They, they were pikeys. They were, but they were they, still gypsies? The only thing that scares me more than gypsies is aliens, which is why science put me on my ass. What but, about dinosaurs? What about dinosaurs? You, you were telling me earlier. How... Not that dinosaurs are scary, that bad guys always deal with dinosaurs. So, like, if you have a movie where someone's doing something with a dinosaur, the person doing the stuff with the dinosaur is the bad guy. Okay. Point taken. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, go on. It, I don't know. Atlantis was just that. Milo is so great in that. And so... The guy who did the voice of the explosives expert, mm-hmm. I was looking him up trying to find him and more stuff because I recognize he's his great. voice. And, yeah, it was some of the funniest shit in the entire Like, when I'm at work all the time, people come up to the desk and they're like, hey, uh, can I get a paperclip? I'm like, yeah, I got paperclips, big ones. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, like, when I'm going out to feed my animals in the morning, if there's, like... A puddle that I have to get across, I'll take a board and drop it on the puddle. I'll be like, look, I made a bridge. <laughs> but, <laughs> Took me like 10 seconds. <laughs> I was looking him up. The only thing that he did before Atlantis, and the, really the only thing he's done after Atlantis, was he's a screenwriter for Saturday Night Live. Really? Yeah. He's not a famous actor. Like, that was basically his only real role. That's and weird. It was so good. I love that stupid movie so much. Oh, man, we really <laughs> trailed off of protagonists. No, we didn't. We talked about Milo just now. That's true. <laughs> Milo see, was a shitty protagonist. See, we don't want any hate mail saying that we don't stay on topic. Yeah, we're on topic. <laughs> oh, man. What was that new movie that just came out that was basically Atlantis, but live? Like, it was step by step the exact same movie. I forget. Avatar? No, there was a guy, and he worked for a... Oh, no, no, no. I'm not thinking of something that just came out. I think I'm thinking about National Treasure. That was with... What's his face? Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Yeah. Dude, I love Nick Cage memes. Or I like Nick Cage's face on things. Yeah, like uh, Nickel Cage instead of Nickelback. That's one of my favorite favorite pictures of all time. Those memes in general are great. I love them. Uh, If you guys haven't seen those memes, they're definitely worth looking up. They're so awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Matchstick Man. Nicolas Cage was... He did well. He acted well. He was a very good protagonist. And uh, Sam Rockwell actually played a pretty good protagonist slash antagonist. And I, I don't know. He weirds me out because so many of his movies are just... Ter- so many of his movies are con air. Just absolutely terrible. And then every now and then he hits with a movie like Matchstick Man or The Weatherman or Joe. If you haven't seen Joe and you want to just completely trick your brain out, 
watch it because Nicolas Cage actually acts in that movie. He doesn't just play the Nicolas Cage that you see every time he's in a movie. <laughs> he actually acts. and act he, that... he actually filmed a movie here in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Red, Rock, whatever. Okay, so now if uh, now if anyone looks up that movie, they probably know. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's going to. First off, that's not the title. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, There's a picture of him in the coffee house. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. It, it's really weird just to see him in our town. This is why we don't live in Hollywood. Yeah. I mean, it, I, uh, celebrity presence wouldn't be as big a deal if we lived in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Be like, oh, look, there's Snoop Dogg. Yeah. Cool. I've actually met Snoop Dogg three times. That's a really weird thing to happen in your life. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, we're at time. So <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Guess well, you don't want to hear the story. Okay. We, we can save it for another episode. I don't know if it'll ever come up again. Whatever. Well, it's not that big a deal. We'll organically work our way to Snoop Dogg. I'm not sure if that's as a topic. We'll just have an episode about Snoop Dogg. Yeah. All right. That's all we got for time today, though, guys. So um, we're going to link our socials in the description for this. Feel free to leave us some feedback. Give some comments. Let us know what you thought about this episode, what you think about the show in general. If there are any shows or anything that you want to see, feel free to ask us to do it. And we'll almost talk about anything that you want us to. Um, you have anything to say in closing? Just be sure to like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. Yeah, every possible plug, do that. Tell all of your friends, share it. Write, uh, write Nat One Podcast on a piece of cardboard and go stand on the street corner and just get everybody to listen to us. We're growing, we're growing super quick, and I'm loving it. And you guys, you the real MVP. So- <laughs> um, by the way, if you do go out with a cardboard sign and do that shit... Take a picture. Take a picture, and we'll put it on our Instagram. That'd be awesome. For real. <laughs> It'll be good stuff. Yeah, we'll put it on our Instagram. We'll tag you in and everything. It'd be great. All right. That's all that we got for this week. Stay tuned for next week. I think because of this week, we're probably going to be doing antagonists. Oh I just want to hit the old one. Stay spooky. <laughs> you drive me crazy. All right, guys. Until next week, game on. Peace out. All right, guys, so the guest that we have for you today is Instagram's at Arcanic Artistry. He is a uh, laser-cut wood artist who does some crazy shit on Instagram. We got him on the show. I'm going to let him introduce himself. Hi there. Well, I wouldn't say crazy, but yeah, I'm on Instagram at Arcanic Artistry. Uh, i got the websites, Facebook, Twitter, and I like to have fun. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, not a problem. So, um... We just want to give the audience kind of an idea of what you do. Can you tell us a little bit about the woodworking that you do on Instagram? Uh, well, pretty much I started out with just basic ghost designs and from there kind of went crazy with different designs and making new things. Uh, I do a lot of gaming things and just whatever interests me, a lot of custom pieces and things like that. And um, you were just at an event recently, right? Yeah, so I went to my first Megacon event. It was a blast. Met so many awesome people and so many awesome everythings. I got a little bit of a chance to wander around <laughs> and check it all out. That's super cool. Yeah, looking through your um, Instagram page, I'm really digging the stuff like the uh, Nicola laser cuts and the uh, little dice rings. The Snorlax one is amazing. Oh, yeah. The Snorlax one is a prototype. I'm it's 
I just gotta do the top layer, but it's pretty much set in stone. But everyone's been loving the Coca Cola ones and everything with the designs. Yeah. So uh, tell us a little bit about the uh, the process, how you actually do it. So I pretty much draft up an idea, take a scrap of paper, scribble it down, and then I'll go into Illustrator and start making the different designs and things. And from there, uh, I've got a program in Inkscape that converts the files into something that my laser cutter understands, uh, slice up the wood to size, stick it in a laser machine, which is essentially a giant colored printer, but with fire. And then it goes back and forth and burns, or it engraves the layer and then takes a second pass and cuts it out. A giant laser printer with fire. That might be my favorite thing in the world. I'll start, I'll start to have to upload more videos so you can see how it goes. That'd be cool, a video of an actual cutting so that we can see the fire do what it does. Yeah, I think I've got one on YouTube, but then again, I don't post too much. Yeah, um, so your your work, you, you sell it. Are you just on like people commissioning you for stuff or do you have a website where people can actually go and pick up individual pieces that you stock? I've got an Etsy under the same name of Arcanic Artistry. Uh, for the most part, I've been completing a lot of custom orders. Otherwise, people like to pick out things I've already made. So just the other day, I was talking with somebody wanting to do a couple more dice boxes, which are a big thing I started. And so I've been having fun making those, figuring out the right way and going from there. Yeah, that's awesome. I love super creative dice boxes. There's a lot of stuff on your Instagram page that just blows my mind. It's also, uh, I don't know, beautiful. But one of the one of the big questions that I have that Eagles thing that you did, was that commission work or are you actually an Eagles fan? Uh, yeah, that was a commission work. Unfortunately, uh. I don't know too much about sports, but I'd be happy to make it again for you. No, that's cool. We were actually going to kick you off the show. If oh. <laughs> <laughs> no free stuff, get out of here. No, the uh, not a big fan of the Eagles team. I mean, if I were to follow sports, it'd probably be the hometown. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, what? even though yeah. I don't even know how they're doing. <clears throat> me neither actually i haven't had any chance to look at anything about sports this month so um or this year i haven't been able to pay any attention to sports this century yeah it's <laughs> just like i missed going to the gym again today and now that's seven years in a row oh damn. you'll get it tomorrow <laughs> i believe in you yeah so um can you give us the uh what what links do you have? Where can people find you? We'll link everything in the description of this ep the episode that the shout out's airing on. But in the meantime, while people are listening to you, where can they pick you up? Uh pretty much anywhere social media uh, under Arcanic Artistry. And then of course it'll be easier to spell it out in the links. But yeah. if you like gaming, I go under no for you, so it's N O the number four U. And other than that, personal life, get out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and for all of you out there who listened to the hilarious disclaimer at the beginning of this episode, that was actually Dakota who recorded that for us. Do you want to talk to us a little bit about your uh, voice acting? Oh, yeah. Uh, good point to bring up. Uh, I've just begun voice acting. I've done a couple small Skyrim mods and other projects. And I was thrilled to have you guys even come to me this morning while we're recording this and say, hey, 
record it. <laughs> so yeah. a great pleasure to be your disclaimer, and I hope everyone likes it for the future. Yeah, well, I mean, you just you have that perfect disclaimer voice. You have the announcer voice. Throw it into movie mode. <laughs> the world where I use this voice. That's awesome. All right. Well, um, we will. So we'll get all of your links up in the description. We're getting to about time for the length of our shout out. So we'll throw all your links up in the description. We'll get everybody sent over to your page. Guys, if you haven't been to Arcanic Artistry on Instagram yet, head on over there and take a look at some of his work. It's absolutely out of this world. And if you see something you like, but I don't have, feel free to message me and I'd love to work something out and make it exactly what you'd want. Awesome. Cool. Thank you for being on the show. Yep. Thank you for having me.